Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. Hey, I had to really raise it up there, you. This is my normal voice. You sound like Mr. Robot Man. How self-obsessed. Once, oh, whoops. missed us shit talking other podcasts before we hit the record button yeah you were saying we were better than a very well-known and very well-respected podcast which is frankly really true thank you very true thank you i was what i was saying was this is we're on year three we just started i mean yes thank you podcasting i'd like to thank no one except (laughs) us because it was all us and no one believed in us no i'd like to thank our listeners and kara dj j woo Alan, Monty the intern, yes, occasional um, guest, Josh. You know anyone who's like given two seconds of thought to this yeah. thing. But um, I was just saying how we never. Some podcasts have seasons, and we never took any time off because we love you all. And some podcasts that I know, sure they're very well produced, but like they spend a year ramping up how excited you should be about the season, and they're like you're like counting down the days, and then they're like on the first and last episode of. <laughs> And we never miss one. Yeah. 26 episodes no, a year. There's no first and last season. You don't have to worry. We're here. Yeah. You guys, we're here. Can it's I kind of alarming. Yeah. It's kind of alarming to me, like, how many hours of us talking is out in the world? I know. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, lot to take in. And it's just getting higher and higher, and it's not stopping. And it's not getting better. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> in fact, if anything, worse. Very true. We started my first take of the hi, I'm Eric, the intro thing, because we do it new every yeah. time. We record it new every time. Right. It was shockingly high. It was really bad. Pubescent boy. But maybe it's just because you don't have to think about it anymore. So, you know, like at the beginning, you really had yeah. to focus. Yeah. I was now, just overexcited. You, hi, I'm yeah. Eric. Oh, it's you know. just, we were so excited. Yeah. Every time. That's actually true. We are excited every time. We are. When, I come, when I'm like walking over here, I'm like, doo, 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 you know, like the birds are like sitting on my shoulder and everyone's yeah. like, hi, friend, and like passing out chocolate bars. I don't right. know. What's that, a good oh my God. That's exactly what happens. By the way, if people on the street are passing you out chocolate bars, please don't. I eat already them. ate it. Oh. What boy. were you going to say? Oh, nothing. You're fine. Okay. You look green. Okay. <laughs> um, Shall we start? We have so many good things. We should jump right yes. in. Like, like a public pool on a hot day, we should jump right in. Oh my god! Can- I'm gonna cannonball. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna belly flop. Um, Please say belly, belly flop. I'm gonna okay. belly flop for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And DJ J was gonna swan dive. I feel like that's very Elegant. correct. Yeah, that's right for all of us. Okay. Because cannonball is like you're fun, but like you mean to be, and like a belly flop is like that's funny, but kind of on accident. And like a swan dive is like you're the epitome of grace and athleticism. <laughs> yep. If DJ Jaywoo tried to belly flop, it would turn into a perfect <laughs> swan dive. Like, he'd be, like, trying to be, like, going towards the water, and all of a sudden it would turn into a perfect... It would just streamline. Yeah. Like, it can't do it. We'd be yeah. like, just do it. It's true. You can't. It's true. You can't belly flop. Uh, okay. Well, what's the first pool activity for the day? Um, Joshing around. Do, do, do. Your favorite segment. This is my favorite segment because 
every week, not week, every episode, we think of a way for our friend Josh to spend his time while he's on a long drive to go visit his long distance fiance. So we just come up with topics for him to pass the time. Yeah. Something to noodle on. And he, I love it when you say that. He literally (laughs) does this. He does. And And then then he tells us at the end, because we both submit one, he tells us which he prefers to, which which he likes better. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to start? What's yeah. your Josh Naran? I was just, I know I've mentioned this once or twice, but I was <laughs> recently on a cruise. Oh my gosh, we get it. You are a cruise for I'm kind lifer. of a cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking how, like, you know, they have like different kinds of cruises and themes and Explain stuff. Like that. mine was a Disney cruise. Right. I don't know. But like, if you could create a dream cruise, what would it be? Uh, like, it could be anything on the ship, any yeah. like groups of people. Yeah. Like, I mean... The Disney cruise kind of already is my dream cruise. Yeah, yeah. For you, maybe they can make a Disney like dream cruise cruise or something. Like make it somehow cruisier. What if they had a Disney podcaster cruise and they would have live episodes? I was thinking a podcast cruise would be fun. That would be. There'd be live shows everywhere, and all your you walking around Phoebe Robinson's over there doing doing a cannonball. You know she'd be doing a cannonball. She'd be doing a cannonball. Yeah. You know that'd be really fun. A graceful cannonball or a comedy cruise that'd be fun you know i think max fun actually has a cruise now that i'm thinking about this there is a broadway cruise where like broadway singers will go and sing and um there's entertainment and all that kind of stuff what is your what would your cruise be i think that'd be fun my cruise would be fish themed oh wouldn't that be cool yeah be like go fish. i'm not i'm not on board yet so there'd be like going. fish on the boat like, like a lot of okay it'd be basically oh. be like the whole ship was an aquarium so you're underwater too, or are these special fish that have somehow evolved to not need water? So they invented this thing called a tank, okay. like a fish tank. Oh, so there's just tanks everywhere. Yeah. Okay. They'd be behind glass. Man, because I can't. I, you could really have swimmer. any cruise, and that's what you pick. Just yeah. tank fish tanks everywhere. Yeah. You know, you can go to a pet store. Well, sometimes okay. pet stores have just small fish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like aquar. I love aquariums. That's true. What that's if it could true. be a whole aquarium That's cruise? true. And like have it be over you, like the big tank, like, you know, that'd be cool. <gasps> and what? Yeah. <laughs> what if like, the, so <laughs> what if like the bedroom, oh. it's like, you know, <gasps> the whole thing yeah. was like you saw fishes and stuff. Yeah. Mine's still better. But yeah, <laughs> that got better. You improved it. Thanks. You got there. And they had, they had um, fish sticks. Is this getting better? Mm. No. No. You don't need fish and, sticks. Well, they have nachos for me. Okay. All right. Well, we can continue to develop the idea. <laughs> I hope they don't make it, but you know. <gasps> well, I, oh, go. A book cruise. Oh, you where would you, love there's that. reading places everywhere, and the authors are <laughs> there, and there's like writing seminar, <gasps> seminars, and there's free books everywhere. And you can you, like sample the books. And you have to like do a scavenger hunt to find David Sedaris. He's oh hiding somewhere. Oh my God. You know he's hiding somewhere. And also, there's like obstacle courses <laughs> where you have to like pick up books and like, um, like jump over them. That's a fun one. Oh my God. Love, I'm just such a cruiser. You know what? This is a really good Josh and Around topic, but I just feel bad because, like, I know that what I said, my fish thing, is going to be what Josh's answer is. Yeah. Well, like I well okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Was that also your Josh and Around? What's yours? That's so funny. My Josh and Around was if you had to create a fish-themed cruise. Oh, my God. Weird. What kind of fish sticks would you have? Acrobat, acrobat. <laughs> um, wow, that's... That's not a lot of time to be thinking. Okay, okay, you know what? I'll come up with a different one on this We've been doing this segment for a long time. We're really running dry. It's true. No, I'll come up with a different one since you took mine, technically. Okay. Okay, Um, okay, mine is, if you could have psychic abilities, would you? Would you, if you could? 
And if you did choose to. <laughs> and if you didn't just keep on driving. And if you didn't just keep on driving. If you did, how would you use them? Would you like read strangers like Teresa Caputa does Long Island Medium? Would you get a TV show like Tyler Henry, the Hollywood Medium? Or would you walk around like in What Women Want and just <laughs> listen to what women are bitching about? Except like be a little confused and like, you yeah. know, overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if you could tap into some, you know, spiritual psychic abilities, you know, would you want that? I know it's not my like answer that matters. But I want to hear it. Well... I don't know if I'd want to know what people are thinking, but like animals, yeah. yes. Dogs, yes. Ooh, that's I a want good one. to know what you the dogs. You want to be a pet psychic. Mm-hmm. I also would not want to know about the future. Yeah, I, that, that's just going to screw everything up. Yeah. So feels, this, is, this is a good Josh and Round. Yeah. I mean, yeah, better than the fish one, but not as good as mine. <laughs> well, Somewhere I guess we'll, we'll, find we'll find out, out. from our objective third party we'll find when out. Josh fills us in. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, Let's jump into podcast challenge. Yes, this is my favorite segment in which we challenge each other to listen to a new podcast. Last week, I challenged you to listen to Side Note, which was an ASAP science chat uh, where Mitch and Greg talk about what's stumping them. And it's like a science podcast. I know you like science, but they're just super gay and interesting. And it's not very <laughs> sciencey. Yeah. Did you agree? It's very uh, like pop culture-y. It's like, what is, is this science? Okay, sure. It's true. It's like, um, so they're this Canadian couple who have a very popular YouTube channel called ASAP Science. And it's kind of similar to the podcast. They create like science related videos on subjects like debunking anti-vaxxers or how much your body is worth, like your body parts Um, or like breaking down the Yanny Laurel debate. The episode I listened to is called reality TV, social experiment or predictable me predictable me. I don't think that's what Hmm. it was called. I think I wrote that. They're scientists, not linguists. Did you, did you listen to that one? I didn't listen to that one. You listened to the other one. That's okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was the perfect episode for me because I'm trash and I like reality I'm TV. trash too. I should- <laughs> um, so Mitch also has a really interesting perspective on this because he was on Canadian Big Brother. Um, and a lot of this episode was kind of him discussing his experience. He had another guest on who was a, a, the winner of season three of Canadian Big Brother. And like you said, it's kind of like 85% just them talking about their thoughts on reality TV and only like 15% talking about like why we like reality TV. And, and that 15% I thought was super interesting. They talk about how it's addicting because it's sort of like social media. Like it's almost always super boring, but then every once in a while that thing hits where you get like just that hit of dopamine and you, and you can't get enough. So we're kind of seeking that high. It's like you're watching the housewives and like most of it is boring them like packing for a trip. But then there's that like big fight conflict or that like big moment where you're like, Oh my God, and this know is it's such coming a rush. Because yeah. they've been teasing it for the entire yeah, year. Okay. Exactly. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, some other interesting points were like product placements are more effective in reality than in scripted shows because like you sort of trust, it's sort of like why influencers work. Like you sort of trust the person. Right. It's almost like Even if your friend was equally fake exactly. as a scripted. Yeah, exactly. Both are nonsense. Um, yeah. So it was really interesting. I, I love the hosts and I can't wait to see <gasps> what other topics they discuss. Yay! Yeah. Oh I'm Good one. Too. Yeah. And if, if y'all want to listen again, the podcast is called um, side note with Mitchell Moffat and Gregory Brown. Oh my gosh. Yay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. LP loves the part where she gets challenged. Mostly, that's your favorite part I of challenge. I just like suspend this moment forever because it's like so exciting. I can drag it out. 
So this episode. What is the letter does it start it with? It starts with S. The letter S. No, I don't know. The one that follows R and that precedes T. Familiar with the letter S, not what you're gonna say. Oh, I thought you wanted more oh, info on S. Yeah, no, I'm nowhere. <laughs> okay, so I know that you are not the biggest fan of scripted fiction podcasts. Please. And it's scripted? Yep. Not what I think. Keep on going. Okay. Um, Sandra. Uh-huh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So I hope you won't be able to re- resist this one. If you all haven't heard of it, it's brand new. It comes from Gimlet Media. Um, it is called Sandra or Sandra. It stars Kristen Wiig and Alia Shawkat, which is an amazing duo. Have you listened? You did? Should I lie? Yeah. No, you shouldn't I lie. Did. Yeah, I never know if I should lie. Well, I assumed you skipped it because you don't typically but it was like, like such a hot. I know. I didn't listen to all of it though. Did you <sighs> listen to? Is there something I should listen to? Because I didn't Damn. listen to everything. No, I'm I so only sorry. listened to the first episode. Um, there's only three out so far, right? Three episodes out. Yeah. How many did you listen to? Well, not even one. So I want you to listen to. Oh, but you stopped, which but, means you didn't like it. I just, there's a lot of podcasts out there. I will give it a chance for you. No, this is a good challenge for okay. me. You know what? Challenges are challenging. Yeah. That's it's what true. they say. It ain't always easy. No. Mon- um, Monty, the intern cat, is just loving all up on our podcast station right now. I don't mean to um, like spoil another n- new one, but at the yeah. same day that Sandra came out, yep. uh, The Habitat came out. Yeah. Did you hear about that one? That's also on my list of challenges. Oh, well, it's really good. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the one about Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real. Oh, my God. So that... I, I also feel like I was, like, more into that one, and that's why I stopped listening to Sandra. So this yeah. is good. I'll give it another chance. Okay. Well, to give it a chance, and just tell me if it's worth, like, keep keep okay. keeping at. Okay. If, if this episode isn't good, blame the intern. Which is what I always say about everything at work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's just your general philosophy. It's on my business card <laughs> and my email signature. All right. Y'all, if you want to listen to um, Sandra, is it Sandra, not Sandra? I don't know. I don't if remember. you want to listen to Sandra or Sandra, um, which again stars Kristen Wiig and Aaliyah Shawkat. I always get her name wrong. Aaliyah Shawkat. It's a tough one. Um, this is how Gimlet describes the podcast. It's about a world where artificial intelligence isn't so artificial. Helen thought her new job would f- help her forget her dreary hometown, but working behind the curtain on everyone's favorite artificial intelligence isn't quite the escape she expected. So check it out. Revisit it. I hope you like it more than you did the first time, and you'll get to report back. I can't wait. Thank you. You're no, really, I like, no, really, I like to have a reason to listen to <laughs> yeah. it. I'm going to report back like a... The, qualified podcast listener that i am now it's an assignment yeah assignments are fun so good um i think we better get to our sponsor or we're gonna get our butts whooped we're gonna get uh literally fired if we don't give a word from our sponsor um so um our sponsor this week is harry's Harry's. has the royal wedding brought out your anglophile have you ever want wait let me start over and now a word from our sponsor harry's has the royal wedding brought out your inner Anglophile? Have you ever wanted to own real property from Buckingham Palace? If you could pay U.S. dollars to have some of Prince Harry's stuff shipped to you in a refrigerated box, would you? Well, great news. Harry's is the online retailer that connects you with all the junk the newly married Duke of Sussex doesn't want anymore. It's simple. When Harry is done with his monogram towels after a single use... 
or when he accidentally gets two gold-plated Swarovski toasters off his wedding registry, he sends his junk to Harry's, and then they send his junk directly to you. When you sign up for three months of receiving Prince Harry's discarded wares, enter discount code PODCASTPODCAST at checkout. Harry's will send you what they call the Harry's Trial Set, which includes a shaving razor and foaming gel for some reason. Um, I guess it's maybe used or something from the Duke. I guess weird. Anyway, I'm into it. Uh, enjoy some royal secondhand goodness with Harry's. Thanks, Harry's. Can I, real quick, yeah. um, specifically request, like, can you request to, like, not get the towels? Because I feel like those have been in his orifice, <laughs> and I don't. Wait, what do you do? I, with, I'm nervous. What do you do with towels? I'm nervous That's of the proximity of his but, butthole to the towel. Wait, I don't want the towel, okay? Can I, I get think the, a bigger question here is, like, what do you think towels are used for? Buttholes. I I don't think... I can't... Yes or no? Can I request <laughs> to not get the towel? Okay, great question. And Harry's luckily... Asking, they did. Yeah. They did clarify. I'm asking not for me. I want, I'm asking for our listeners. Yeah, they ha- they've get, been tweeting at me. They want to know. <laughs> you get to choose a category okay. of Prince Harry's used things. So if you want home goods, you can select that. If you don't want linens and or bedspreads, you can select that okay. as well. So no worries. Okay, thanks. Now you I'm can opt it. out of the towels. I mean, wh- whoever is into <laughs> it. Although I still really am concerned about how you are using I'm towels. I'm asking for the people. <laughs> It's a common well, thing. Thanks, Harry's, thanks, for Harry's. being a sponsor. Yes. <laughs> um, are we ready for clip one? Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, this is from Yo Is This Racist, which is the podcast where Andrew T uh, talks about racism and answers questions. We've talked about this podcast before. People yeah. call in and say, like, I have a black cat and I named him Dave Chappelle. Is that racist? And Andrew T is like, yes. Like, basically, <laughs> all the, quest- the answers are yes. Um, but this one is. Uh, entitled Transracial Adoption with Joel Kim Booster. I love Joel Kim Booster. In fact, I feel like I just brought a clip with yeah. him. He talked about working at Olive Garden yeah. and Cre- Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah. I From love, the Doughboys. Love, 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 love him. But he is Korean and was um, adopted by two white parents. And I, that interests me. I always think about transracial adoption because... I've always wondered if, as a white woman, if I'd be able to adopt a non-white baby. And I worry that I won't have what it takes and that I'll be robbing a baby of their culture and their appropriate mother. And I worry that people will see me as unfit and I won't be able to do the correct things. I worry that my child would resent me and I worry that my child would want another mother. I worry. (laughs) And it brings me great joy to hear that Joel Kimbooster, who's an Asian man, was adopted by not one, but two white people. He supports adoption no matter what, because when it comes down to it, adopting is a wonderful thing. There is such a resistance to adoption that I find in so many places. Like when I see a narrative on television where it's like, oh, we can't have a baby and it's so sad. Like, what are we going to do? And like, that is a driving force. And the issue of the the question of adoption is always usually skated around or like completely skated over. Oh, my life is over. Like, yeah. Like, what are we going to do? And then they do some crazy fucking thing to like have a baby because they just need to have a baby. And and listen, I might be completely wrong and this might be so rude of me to say, but whenever I see or hear about those stories i'm always like okay so you want to have a baby you don't want to be a parent like that to me Mm. is a distinction that we don't talk about a whole lot like you aren't interested in like raising a child like you want a little version of your dna like you're a combination of your dna and again like i have a, 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 a very specific point of view on this because i yeah yeah um 
it was being adopted was never a point of angst for me. I think mm-hmm. partially because I was dealing with so much this internal struggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Growing up that it was, I didn't have room to, to worry about it. My parents were always my parents. I've never had angst about that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so wild to me when people, I talk about the difficulties I had with my parents growing up and vis-a-vis like sexuality. And people are always like, do you think part of it's because you're adopted? And it's like, no, <laughs> that never once crossed my mind. They would have been assholes about it if I was their biological child, too. Uh, why are you bringing this up? Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, first of all, I did not play the part where he literally says, if you're still having children, you're disgusting. No one should be able to have children, especially everyone should be forced to adopt. There are too many people on the planet. I support you, but I think what you are doing is wrong. But he literally says that. But um, I, I thought this was just interesting because um, it, the, the question of adoption always is skated around. Mm. And um, I mean, it's seen as incredibly personal. Like you're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to ask about it. It, it isn't given the normal parenting treatment, you know, and it is seen. I love how he says it's like in movies and stuff you can't have a baby. It's like the end of the world. It's like, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. There's this other great option and look at him, you know, anyway. Um, what do you, what did you think about this clip? I, I of course think adoption is great and I am intending to adopt myself, not adopt myself, like be my own dad, but like, you know, have children, um, have children by adoption. But I also think, you know, it is kind of a personal choice and I, I, can understand why people would want to have children biologically. Um, I think maybe an in-between thought here is like, can we increase the conversation around it? Can we default less well, to like getting pregnant and having children and yeah. just talk about the uh, the many different options of having families? I don't mean to interrupt you, but the part that I just said where he's like, you're garbage, he was kind of joking. That's yeah. not what I want to focus on. That's why totally, I didn't play it. Totally, I totally. wanted to focus on the part where he's like, talking about how like in like in movies if there's an adoption that that the whole movie is about adoption Mm. that's the plot of the whole movie right it's never just there and he actually gives credit to lady bird which if you remember Uh lady bird her brother is adopted and it's just kind of like no big deal yeah and we need more of that and so what you're saying about getting the conversation going making it really normal yeah visibility yeah it's like it's always the plot of the film yeah and something bad happens yeah it doesn't it's not always like that sometimes it's just normal sometimes it's so normal it's boring you know what else is good with that is easy a have you seen easy a with emma stone (laughs) good example her little brother is adopted and actually translate racially which we're talking about in a minute but um they just make some off con- like they just make some some like funny joke about it and it's like that's as much as it's addressed yeah like they don't talk about why they I don't ta- ne- there's I no drama around that. it that it's just like so, so easy good. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right like visibility in that way would help people maybe consider adoption more often would help make adopted folks feel a little bit more seen and represented yeah it's like all seen like positive representation of anything is good and yeah. we don't we talk about not having positive representation representation of so many things. We yeah. don't talk about it with adoption. We don't have a lot of examples yeah. where it's okay. And I thought this line was really, ooh. I mean, it's like, he's he's so funny because he's saying these like nasty things in this like cute, adorable Joel, Joel Kambuster way. He's like, I mean, I support you, but you're garbage. <laughs> like, he's so nice about it. But he, then he says, you want to have a baby, but you, you don't want to be a parent, which I've never even thought of that before. 
I don't even know what to say about it, but I did sit with it for a second. And it's like, if you really, really, really want to be a parent. Right. I don't know if you would get, I don't, everyone can do whatever they want. Obviously again and again, I will say that, but if you really want to be a parent and there's only like, and there's a way yeah. that, that it doesn't involve going into debt and trying crazy medication and destroying your body and it's there. Yeah. I just wish more people thought, didn't think of it as such a terrible thing. I remember, I know I have a friend who was having trouble conceiving a lot of trouble and she was being very honest with me about that. And I asked, I said, I hope this isn't too personal, but have you thought about adoption? And she was like, yep, that's too personal. And it was like, interesting. But she was being very open about her fertility. I wasn't allowed to talk about that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will say like, I don't understand. I I know that we put a lot of weight on like women giving birth and being biological mother. Like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on women to be able to like deliver no pun intended in that way. And I feel um, cautious talking about it in any way because I don't understand that pressure. I also don't understand the like sort of biological desire to carry a child. And I'm sure all of that is really strong. Um, but I think that's not at all. I think what you're saying is like, shouldn't we be more open to considering that and to talking about that? Yeah. And, and I do really like it when women have their own children and also they say, yeah. we can have another child. So why not adopt a child yeah. this time? Or in Lion, did you see that movie? I mean, Mm-mm. um, it, Joel Kambuster kind of criticizes it because the whole movie is about adoption. Right. It makes it a big deal. Right. But you find out at the end that the, this isn't a spoiler, but she didn't have to adopt. Mm. Like the whole time he thought his mother adopted because she couldn't have children. And she's like, no, I uh, wanted you. I feel yeah. like you were, it was my mission. Yeah. She says vision in an Australian accent. Uh-huh. To have you. And um, no, and I know, I think women have, like the want to have their own child. And I totally understand that too. Not, I don't know if I do as much as other women, Yeah. but I think it's a relief for me to think I could adopt because it's like stress is off. Like I have, I know so many women my age that are like freezing their eggs for $35,000 or getting stressed out or like hating themselves or like, totally honestly, like getting into relationships to have a baby at the wrong time. Like this, the pressure's off me because I just think, if I, I want what what Joel Kambuster said, I want to be a parent. Yeah. I yeah. And I don't really care what has to happen for me. To, I want to be a mother to somebody. Yeah. That's so great. And we talked about this too, that like we all know so many friends, especially at our age in, you know, early thirties who are having fertility issues and having like real challenges getting pregnant. And it, it feels. It's so much more common than we even know. You're right. You're right. I feel like it it used to never be talked about. And now slowly folks are being more open about it and feeling like less judged and more comfortable to talk about fertility issues. And we're starting to see just how prevalent it is. I remember when I was a lifeguard, it would be such a big deal when a mom would have twins Mm. because that was like red flag, like IVF. Like we got our, you know what I mean? In, In Hudson, it was like totally not natural it was like <gasps> taboo wow i that was way off my radar i was and, like a dense but now people boy. are like oh yeah we did ivf yeah like people are totally it's right. so getting so much better there's no any kind of feelings about it hopefully yeah. yeah do you have any concerns about having a kid that's not your biological child so we have done a bit of research about this because there are kind of conflicting opinions some folks feel like um i, I think the consensus is that it's a challenge 
for for specifically white parents to raise a child of a different ethnicity or race and be able to provide them um, cultural touch points and sort of like the the um, identity that they need. Um, that said, it is very possible. It just is hard work. Yeah. So I think that they say like, if you're not willing to put in that hard work, to make sure this child has identity markers that they need and um, influences that are their ethnicity or race, like you shouldn't do it. That said, just put in the work, just do it. Just work hard and make that possible. I think, I mean, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know anything about this, but I do think it'd be good to have a mentor for for your child who they could, because like if I have a, a child that's not the same race as me, how the fuck am I going to talk to them about racism? Right. Like, are you like, yeah, mom. Okay. You know, <laughs> like, it, you know, but it yeah. would be different for if Justin and I adopt, by the way, D- Justin, um, I just adopted a child. It's coming tomorrow. Wow. Cause I got really excited. Mazel. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but it, no, pretend that we adopted an Asian baby. Yeah. Like there, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be alone. You know, there would yeah. be, it would make a little more sense for our family. But so. to that point, like, you know, talking about race versus ethnicity, like, would you feel like comfortable adopting a child oh, from any point. country in Asia? I mean, I, th- I would love to hear what DJ who had to say about this. Whoa, yeah. we're getting personal. Yes, but yes, I yes, think, yes, yes. I think it still would be okay. Cause like being Asian American yeah. is an experience that I don't have. I mean, it would be wonderful to adopt a baby from Taiwan where Justin's grandmother lives and brother lives and yeah. we could, um, tell the baby about stinky tofu but <laughs> and I visit. Feel, I feel like, I don't know. What do you think about that? We could teach us some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adoption. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Well so said. So he just agreed yeah. and we'll be adopting <laughs> a Taiwanese baby. Well, and I think to the same point, if Alan and I have a, a girl, we'll want to make sure that there are, can I be it? Can I be there? Yes. Like, but really, but you know, like you, like strong female influences in their life. Because you do not want that. Oh my gosh. You have some yeah. strong female influences in your life. I would we, opt to first. We have a ton. We are so lucky in, in that range. Yeah. Um, but it's like, there are just some things that as two dads, we wouldn't be able to provide to a girl as far as understanding her identity and like navigating the world as a woman. And similarly, I think if we were to have a child who was black, like we could certainly talk about all we know about racism and prepare them for, you know, the the world as it is. But we have not experienced that. And so we could not really provide that understanding and would need to have folks in our in in the child's life who would be able to provide that. That's so interesting because I hear people say uh, white people shouldn't adopt non-white babies. I hear that. But it is interesting. I'd never hear someone say a gay couple shouldn't like two gay men shouldn't adopt a girl. Mm. And it's like, you're right. It is. You would need to help a village to help you raise a daughter. And it's the same thing. It doesn't have to be so wildly different. It's not like irresponsible for you to adopt a daughter just because you're two men. And I think maybe the difference is like for two dads, no matter what they have women in their lives, they probably have a mother. They may have a sister. They have women in their lives, but they watched Oprah with the women in their lives growing up. That's probably how they became friends with the women in their lives is through Oprah and sex in the city and whatever. Um, but two white parents do not necessarily have Korean friends and family or black friends and family, or, you know, like we're a pretty, a fairly segmented society. We're lucky in New York in that we're so diverse, but um, I'm sure a lot of folks caution is that like 
white parents won't necessarily put in the work to make sure that their child will be able to find their racial identity. Yeah. You I know? think you're right. It takes a lot of work. So Yeah. And so I think I think there is like rightful caution mm-hmm. with trans racial adoption, but it just feels like, you know, you gotta put in the work. Yeah, and that in the end adoption is a good thing. Yeah, totally. Especially because it is true that white babies get adopted a lot more easily. Yeah. So maybe there's other babies that need need love. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. But it this was so such an interesting conversation. Totally. And I love listening to Joel Kimbooster and I wish I could go back and adopt him and maybe it's not too late. <gasps> oh my gosh. I mean, I'm planning on, d- on adopting myself as I said I earlier. Know. So oh my gosh, I don't think it's too late Our for you. Our kids can Joel play together. <laughs> Me and Joel. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Uh, you guys can talk about cold stone. You're so right. Oh my God, you can, you, oh, you can work at the New York franchise and <gasps> brighten the spot up. Oh my gosh. Our kids are going to turn that thing right around. I will warn you. My child bites. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. So we're trying to get through it. We'll get some shots. We're trying to get past it. (laughs) Okay. Great clip. That was really fun to talk about. I know. I feel like we could go on and on and on, but we will move on to clip two. Agreed. It's also one of those things where it's like, I would love to get an expert in here on that, but I guess that's what Joel is. So we should all just go listen to, you know, that episode of Yo, Is This Racist? Yeah. With Joel Kimbooster. Uh Clip, 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 clip two. It's time for another gay clip. Yay! <laughs> so, Segment <buckle> gay. <laughs> um, y'all know Query. Y'all know I love Query. It's the podcast from the mind of the wonderful and hilarious comedian Cameron Esposito, who you also know from the podcast Put Your Hands Together, which she hosts with her wife, Rhea Butcher. Um, every week, Cameron interviews guests who identify within sort of the LBD, LGBTQ plus spectrum about their queer experience. And it's just kind of wonderful and insightful, and I just love it. Um, This episode's guest is one of my favorite drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, you have recently seen RuPaul's Drag Race for the first time. I'm not all caught up, but I know Trixie. Yeah, you've seen some episodes. You know Trixie. Oh, because did you watch season seven, the season she was on? Yeah, and you know what? I more read about it and stuff. Yeah, totally. totally familiar i love i love reading about it and that's the crazy thing is it sort of permeated our culture in a bigger way so you can totally know of queens without having seen them on the show and in fact trixie is a good example of someone who's sort of been more successful outside of the show than she even was in the reality competition anyway trixie mattel's brand of drag is like this super exaggerated glamour huge eyelashes huge eye makeup cartoonish she's like a drag version of dolly parton um She's a comedian. She, the the gender pronoun thing is like, typically when you're talking about a drag queen, you will use she pronouns. Anyway, even though it's obviously a man dressed as a woman, Trixie is a comedian, a folk singer, and just an all-around delight, if I do say so. Uh, you should listen to the whole episode of Query with Trixie, but in this clip, Cameron and Trixie are talking about one of the major inspirations for Trixie Mattel as a character, which is Barbie. Are you pro Barbie? Um, you know, Barbie was really important to me as a kid, but for different reasons. I collected Kens. Oh, fascinating. That's fucking real and That's true. That's some dyke shit. They also didn't have that many Kens. So I had no. multiples of the same Ken because sometimes their face would be printed just a little bit differently. Like they'd have like a like a splotch. And I would be like, well, this is the one with the mole. And here's his brother who has no mole. <laughs> I like, like, also, I remember when they started making, um, like, black Kens with, like, a certain afro oh, yeah. that I hadn't seen before, and I, like, asked for that for Christmas, and there's a, 
there's a Christmas video that I've seen since where I'm like nine, I tear open a box and I turn to the camera. I'm like, black Ken, like <laughs> losing it, like cackling, yes. falling on my back. I loved Ken's because that's who, so my sister collected Barbies and that's who like got to date Barbie. Also when they introduced, um, I think his name is Kevin, which is like the younger Ken. There's like a younger Ken that definitely looks like like, I think how I wanted to look, like, straight up just, like, looks like a lesbian. Like, Word. isn't as, like, bulky, like, is, like, thinner and stuff. So, like, doesn't Does she have, have as a, much, side, a side mullet? Like, no. Oh, my God. Don't you dying. love Trixie's laugh? Yeah, I was dying. <laughs> it's like this, clip. like, shotgun. Um, and the whole episode is really funny, too. It's, it's funny to think about how much the toys we played with as kids inform kind of who we grow up to be. Is that true for you? What did you play with? I, I didn't. I hated Barbies. Yeah. I liked um, imagination things. Like, yeah. I didn't like toys. I liked to use my imagination. You had imaginary friends. You were creating worlds. You were yeah. writing. I Wait, wrote, that's funny. I wrote, I had um, an ongoing series that I wrote that was, the main character was Eris. Uh-huh. Her name was Eris. And it was Spelled. basically just a ripoff of Calvin and Hobbes. Like, it was, it was Calvin and Hobbes fan fiction. But, like, for, it was a girl protagonist. Yeah. I so love like this. But I didn't like dolls. I didn't like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't. I don't know. What did you like? Hmm. You liked uh, Doctor Dreadful Lab. I like Doctor Dreadful Drink Lab when I was a little older. I lo- yeah. I loved like physical, like tactile things. I loved like play doh, and I loved drawing and designing and art and stuff. Designing and art and stuff. Anything creative, any like pro- like craft project, I just would like dive right into. But I will admit, um, I was that a hole kid who was like giving my sister's Barbies haircuts. And like popping the heads off. I did that to my own Barbies. You did? Yeah, I just wasn't like my. Here's the problem. My mother loved Barbies, yeah. so she was like, "Yes, like I get to love Barbies I had a again." Girl. And yeah. like, here's my old Barbies, and I'm like, "Fuck off!" You know, like, like she <laughs> so wanted me to love Barbies, like oh, she did, and I cookie. so didn't. Oh no, it, my my parents, I think, similarly got me like GI Joes and like some, you know, action figures like that, and I don't remember ever having real interest in those. Well, can't. I don't mean to take over your clip, but that reminds me of, I literally <laughs> choked la- laughing when, <laughs> when Trixie was like, if you think your son is gay, don't buy him a muscly doll whose clothes come off. And Cameron's like, she goes, this is just one of those, this is just none of us understanding how any of this works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still dying. This is none oh of us. Oh my gosh. A parents who are worried that their son is gay and they buy him Ken dolls. Yep. Yep. None of us understanding how any of this works. <laughs> I love that. I'm on my tone. Okay. That sorry. is very funny. Just like a, a foxy little muscly plastic guy. Yeah. Um, Don't play with those girl dolls. Here's some boy dolls. <laughs> right, right. And Trixie even says in the episode too, like if his mom would have got gotten him one of those, um, you know, those like styling Barbies that were sort of life size, and you got to like brush the hair and like stuff. He's like, if my mom would have just gotten me this, none of this would have like we wouldn't be here today. Like I wouldn't have become a drag queen if she would have just let me style yeah. a Barbie's hair. You know what I mean? Because they his parents did not let him play with Barbies. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, so good. <laughs> I, I know I've shared this before on this podcast, but my niece, just again, to the point of like who we are is what, what toys we play with. My niece loves, like just came out loving baby dolls and anything nurturing. She just is a mother. Like if you gave her a Tonka truck, she would put it to bed and tuck it in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Truly. She just like, 
loves being a mother. You, you'll, we like voice her babies, which she loves. She asks us to make them talk. And anytime she could be in the middle of a story, she could be in the middle of her favorite movie. And if you were like, wah, she'd be like, what, what Shirley, what's the matter? And you're like, I need food. And she'll run and like get the food. She just is a mother. Just my dad instinct. recently, they were like cleaning out our old toys, my old, <laughs> our old toys, my, my toys. And they found this doll that I had named Sweetie, who was like my bathtub <laughs> doll. And I fucking hated Sweetie. I remember like saying like, I don't like Sweetie. I don't, we have to keep Sweetie under the sink. <gasps> it was like, I remember thinking, why do we have to have Sweetie? Yeah. What is Sweetie's purpose in life? And it's this scary How doll that contribute? I clearly hated. You know, yeah. you could just look at a toy and be like, this toy received zero love. Yep, that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, why do we still have Sweetie? Actually... I should post a picture. My dad took a picture. It's a terrifying doll. Please post that, that picture. Been, I feel bad for Sweetie. Someone else should have had Sweetie. Well, why? Why didn't you donate Sweetie? Why do your parents? Why did your parents I, keep? I feel like that was like a, it was like a bath toy, and it was like you have to have bath toys. Like here's a shitty doll you can take in the bathtub, and I was like, fine, you know, like I don't know. Did you? have... I still hate Sweetie. Yeah, I mean, I hate. I Sweetie I feel like for even you. I named her, and I was like, I don't know, call her fucking Sweetie. You know, I didn't yeah. even think like you call me Sweetie, I'll call the doll Sweetie. Right. I did like um, my Curious George dolls. Ooh, yeah. Was it the was it the monkey or was it the, the Yeah, okay. That's kind of sweet. DJJ who liked boy toys. Yeah, like G.I. Joe's? What'd you like? Yeah, I love G.I. Joe's and Transformers yeah. and Legos and uh, yeah, all that stuff. I was also super into Legos. That's his mask. Legos are the best. And yeah. I think that those were kind of neutral. Right. Yeah, it felt more like engineering-y, ish. kind of build If I had a friend that liked Legos, I would tell my mom I didn't want to play with them anymore. <laughs> that is a hard line in the Damn. sand. Wow. <laughs> you did. You also played with video games as kids, yeah? As a kid. Yeah, I guess yeah. A we, we had like, yeah, because I had two older brothers, so we had like all the video oh, games. Poor mother. And yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of fighting. Stuff. Boy stuff. You love I the guess. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles is my thing. Yeah, that's well, our one. first big fight when we were dating. Yeah, I didn't know the lyrics to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle song, and Justin was so upset. <sighs> it was our first <laughs> fight. I remember. I thought it was like <laughs> Shredder taught them to be mean, and you were like, "That doesn't make any sense!" Like he was like so <laughs> mad. Shredder. To be I mean. still think those are the lyrics. That's I don't care. Pretty funny. I think I, we used to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I always had to be April, so I like yeah. never. You're Who's like, we? yeah, that makes sense. Wait, My right, name, not, the not us, not us. No, no, I was no, like, sorry. is this a role play thing? What <laughs> is happening? I'm April. No, the neighbors. But I was the only girl, so I'd have to be April. Oh, so it was I like see. bad association. Yeah. I know we played X Men in first grade on the playground, and I always had to be Wolverine. And I was like, I don't huh? know what I need. You're to lucky say. then. Wait, this Wolverine is, was the best. I know, but I didn't. This is I didn't That means you were like the badass. I mean, of all of them. I was like, I probably weighed 40 pounds soaking wet, and I was like, white blonde hair i don't think i was a badass this is so funny though how we're both like we like we had no choice right you had to be wolverine like the kids were like wolverine right. like, that's crazy my it. friends we, we would fight over who got to play with wolverine or Maybe be interesting we weren't yeah. invested enough we were like fine because I, I would happily fight over being zach morris mm. if we were playing saved by the bell and I love fighting in general, but this you, is just a, not a hill I was willing to die on. You are a fighter, yeah, that's true. Okay, but X Men in your circle. I mean, Wolverine was the X Men to be. X Men to be. Yeah. Who, who would you be when you were playing oh, X Men and I would have always, Ninja Turtles? Uh, oh, uh, Ninja Turtles was probably. I don't know. I Everyone wanted to be Leonardo, but oh. like, Raphael was my favorite. So yeah, that's good. is he yellow? Still is. He, no, he's uh, red. 
Okay. okay. Um, we used to play Power Rangers with our friend, Jacqueline Gordian. Uh-huh. Yep. And I always was the yellow ranger. Yeah. And she was always the pink the ranger. Pink ranger. And I so pissed off. Yeah. I've never talked to her about this. Maybe she's <laughs> listening. Maybe we can get over this together. I'm sure I she I always wanted to be the pink one. Yeah, sure. Never. Not once. Because you love pink. I love pink. Yeah, you, you still love pink. Yeah. Wait, but X-Men. Okay, you were you were Raphael. But what X-Men were you? Oh, um, well, I would nerd out and extend that to like... X Force and oh like other Marvel characters. Yeah. So I'd be like, I want to be Deadpool. That's a good one. So you said you liked the Deadpool comics as a kid. I love. Yeah, he was my. He was like one of my favorite characters. Why? That's so, so funny. Um, just because he was, he had similar healing powers to Wolverine, but mm. he was more of like an assassin ninja kind of badass. Person. He like didn't give a fuck. So like, he wasn't like necessarily always good or bad mm. so he's a little more, more nuanced yeah yeah more textured of a character Ooh, Ooh, i like that it wasn't because ryan reynolds is so darn cute that may <laughs> yeah he does love ryan reynolds do you <laughs> we've never talked do about I? Before. i've just noticed you oh, you're talking about you're talking, you're talking about just because i made you watch just friends uh, more than once twice wait what's just friends is that with Google anna faris yes yeah I, we saw that in the theaters it was actually very the funny. Hilarious. It's yeah. very funny, but it's And she's a little, amazing in it. It's a she's little amazing odd. in everything. Yeah, well, yeah. Be serious. But she, she, <laughs> she is so funny. That, that movie is hysterical, uh, and I kind of want to watch it right now. But we have some things to do. We do have things to do. I feel like I I, I took over us. that clip, though. I was so <gasps> excited. It was no, such I a good love one. It. What else did you Did we go over all your talking points? We did. We went all over all my talking points. I just, I love it. And you all should listen to the entire episode. It's, again, it's Query, and this episode is with Trixie Mattel. Thank you. That was fun. Oh my gosh, that, that was, was so great. Fun. That was. Um, let's jump into some segments. Do you think? Time for some segments. Um, so the first segment will be no comment, where we play a clip and then shut our darn traps. Because guess what? We don't have to editorialize everything. No. Nope. We don't have to comment on every darn clip. We have self control. Well, you have self control. You've been getting and really I've, good. <laughs> I've learned to just move on. Yeah. Thanks to your coaching. Uh, so it's, it's basically something that we, you know, a clip that we that doesn't need our commenting. So we play it and then just roll on. Um, we've had some serious conversation on this episode, like transracial adoption. So I thought I would just lighten the mood a bit. Um, and who provides some light moods better than Comedy Bang Bang? If you don't know what Comedy Bang Bang is, it is a... It, so it's a podcast that's also a TV show. It started as a radio show, but it's Scott Ackerman, who's a very funny comedian, and he has three guests on each episode. The first is sort of a traditional conversation with a celebrity or a comedian. In this episode, it was it's Phoebe Robinson of Two Dope Queens and So Many White Guys, one of our faves. And then it's followed by a group conversation with the host, Scott Ackerman, the celebrity guest... Phoebe Robinson, plus two comedians who are acting as made up like outlandish characters. So it's basically like improv and character work. It's so funny and so ridiculous. It's kind of tough to describe, but just listen to it and you'll get it. This episode, as I mentioned, features Phoebe Robinson, plus Madeline Walter and Ronnie Adrian. Madeline Walter, we recently became obsessed with because she is on Definitely Dying podcast. Um, so Madeline in this clip plays Mary Berry from the Great British Baking Show. Do you have you all seen that? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. 
in so in this clip, Mary Berry is talking with Scott and Phoebe about a sad time in British history. And my sister's son, Liam, died of polio. My nephew, but I like to say my sister's son. Yeah, it's alliterative. Yes, my sister's. <laughs> Son. Mm-hmm. And Sweeps silently. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Along the cysteine. Oh, Scott. Very good. <laughs> and she died. He died of polio. Died of polio. At, at what age? This is a terrible uh, story. Seven years old. Seven years old. My sister's son, <laughs> seven. My sister's son, when seven, yes. slipped. Slipped. Into... A sleep, eternal sleep, a soup, a soup of, a soup of, soup of, a soucon. Anyway, anyway, yeah, we'll work on this. Let's workshop this. Let's seriously. I'm serious about this. Let's get together when this is done and workshop this. This this has legs. Do you think HBO would be interested in? That's all it takes. This is a show. I think that is a show. I they want something edgy like this. Well, yeah. That, well, that's wonderful. Yeah. I would love the the contact information for your man- manager. Okay, great. <laughs> for Mr. Hubo. <laughs> Mr. Hubo. <laughs> that clip came from Comedy Bang Bang episode 542 with Phoebe Robinson, Madeline Walter, and Ronnie Adrian. Moving on. <laughs> Um, okay, it's time for Jingle Jangle. I'm so excited about this ding- Jingle Jangle. Um, because DJ Jay had to make it for me. Oh my gosh. Wait, what is Jingle Jangle? Oh, sorry. Jingle <laughs> Jangle. You, I, I'm kind of surprised you don't know what it is, but sometimes I do have to remind you of things. I just forgot. It's just like um, a clip with a musical segment. Yeah. It's talking about music. Something that we just want to give the listeners something to tap their toots to. Totally. Just toot tapping. Um, but this is, okay. So this is a collection of clips from the Daily Zeitgeist, which is probably my favorite podcast right now. You did not like it. Here, I would like to say, though, you thought it was too bro-y. Uh-huh. I know which episode you listened to. Uh-huh. That was a bad one. I need to revisit, don't I? I think so. Listen, possibly. I, I, just because they, I, yeah, they, they just cover a lot of, a lot of, it feels like, I don't know, it's just like a really nice, quick news briefing yeah you know, but also a little bit of fun but the tone yeah. hinges a lot upon the guests so if the guest isn't yeah. quite right it's like but um well listen you neither of you are broy, and if you both love it also, i will absolutely revisit part of your argument was like that beach bod on demand was a sponsor <laughs> that was part of your argument that's true and it, that's that like lots of podcasts like uh Dear Prudence and yeah. Throwing Shade also have Beach Bot on demand. So that I'm striking down that. Okay, ag- agreed. I mean, I accept that strike down. But my big question is why haven't why haven't we had Beach Bot on demand as a sponsor? We have. Well, it feels like a different one because the description of Beach Bot on oh, demand from the Daily Zeitgeist oh. did not match the description of our Beach Bot on no, demand. No. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe they they switched angles of their yeah. their business they plan. Changed they changed what they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe so. Okay, my apologies. But the, the Daily Zeitgeist is a daily podcast with Jack O'Brien and Miles Great. Jack O'Brien was the Cracked co-founder, and I remember I loved Cracked so much, and it wasn't because of Cracked. It was because of Jack O'Brien. He's so smart. He knows everything about everything. Then he partners up with, he leaves Cracked, partners up with Miles Gray, who I just feel like I'm nodding along to everything Miles says. He's so funny. I feel like I would like him. That's all I can say. I just feel like I'd like him. I love their chemistry. They have great... 
um, guests. I don't know how they do this great show every day. They go through the he- the news headlines, how the world is interpreting the news, what's trending on Twitter. They go through what's trending in shitty tabloid magazines, covering world news. It's informative, funny. I feel like I'm at home when I'm listening to it. And interestingly, it, it's like, okay, so it's the first thing I do every morning. And then Justin listens to it during the day. And we talk about it every day. Like it is an anchor for in our relationship now because and we that. talk about them like they're our friends yeah. like the other day i was like did you see jack's tweet about lebron you know like we like <laughs> it's part of the daily zeitgeist is part of our relationship now like no matter what so but um in every single episode which is there's five a week jack and miles introduce themselves with an aka which is like an also known as <sighs> nickname they give themselves and it's always based upon a song and the one miles does are so good and he often gets suggestions from twitter and every time he does one like someone from twitter will give a song recommendation and he'll make a song about it and you'll you're about to hear what i'm talking about and every time i hear one i think i have this like this has to be the last one because you can't think of any more good ones they're already (laughs) all taken and then he does it again and every time i'm like i want to think of one like i wish but i i'm not smart enough i can't use that part of my brain They're, they all blow me away and i'm not smart enough to think of them but he does them every single day so djj we made this little like complete compilation clip track of some of his aka's today's aka i'm gonna keep the ace of bass thing going because miles that she wants is another gray bear she's <laughs> going tomorrow boy miles that she wants isn't that a gravy? Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Give it to me, gravy. Uh huh, uh huh. And all the girls say I'm pretty miles for a zite guy. This is how we do it. It's Miles Gray Night. And I feel alright. And the party's here on the zeitgeist. Prejudice. Wrote a song about it. Like to hear it? Here it go. Free your mind. And the gray will follow. Boom, boom, boom. Be colorblind. Don't be so shallow. Sorry, I should have gave you an earbud warning. Hi, my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Despite all my gray, I am still Whoa. just a rat in a cage. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, those are so good. Isn't that fun? I think the last one was my favorite. I I I didn't have headphones, so I couldn't hear it this time. But do you think um, was that my favorite? Oh, yeah. the second to last one was my favorite. If I remember um, correctly. Do you think he makes those up on the fly? I don't think so. I think he gets Rex from Twitter for like song recommendations, and then he probably lets that marinate for a bit. Yeah, yeah, is thinking on the lyrics. Yeah. Um, well, I love that. Thanks for putting together that that yeah, compilation. It makes me really happy. I'm gonna it's like make, a remix. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna tweet it at them and maybe they'll listen <gasps> to it. Great idea. I could have gone on. I sent DJ J with like tons and tons and tons and tons of them because yeah. there there's eh, so many good ones. <laughs> oh, I could How listen to it forever. Fun. That yeah. could be a separate podcast. Yeah. Listening to Miles Gray. Like, called, do like, song parodies. It could just be called lullabies. <gasps> and so it would, like trick people. They'd be like, here's some lullabies. Like, yeah. what? Okay. Lullabies for your children. Play this at full volume while your kids are sleeping. Right. Oh Something my God. Something like that. Is that yeah. taken? Okay, whatever. We'll look into it. <laughs> there's Love probably, the intern. There's probably already a podcast called that. Okay. Um, that's it. Well, that was fun. We made it. We that was fun. It. Nailed it. Well done. Year three on with a bang? Yeah. We started this thing off 
on a real high. Yeah. And let it be known that DJ Jeru just mimed like a sassy big snap. Yeah. I think the Trixie Mattel is really wearing off on oh him. Oh my gosh. I hope he doesn't start doing the makeup because <laughs> it kind of freaks me out. But. I mean. Whatever. Just I'm not going to get in the way of his artistic Let him do expression. what he feels. Yeah. yeah. Only when you're asleep. Oh, <gasps> that's way creepier. How okay. scary. <laughs> um. <coughs> Okay. Well, thanks for, to Trixie Mattel for inspiring scary nighttime DJ Jaywoo makeup. Yeah. Thanks to our editor, Kara, for editing and just being a, neat, a real neat person. Yeah, she is a neat person. Thanks to Lauren I, for co-hosting. I would also like to thank Suzanne for being our number one listener. Yes, we have a number one listener, and it is... Her name is Suzanne. Suzanne, who is... My sister-in-law. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's the greatest. She was the greatest listener first. That's true. And then she became your sister-in-law. It's like totally random. It's, uh, it was so yeah, random. Yeah, it was yeah. so weird. In yeah. fact, is that why you married Alan? It is. Okay. Yes. Yes, it is. To get closer to Suzanne, our number one listener. That's exactly That's right. That's smart. It's a good plan and it has been working it's been so working. far. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are <laughs> Thank you. And thanks, thanks to, to you for doing that. all of our listeners. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. I'm dedicated. Yeah. I'm nothing of not dedicated. I'll hit you back. Um, and please rate us on iTunes, five stars, preferably subscribe. If you're not, this all really helps the podcast and for us to be seen by other folks. Let's have another great year. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.